Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Uninformed Podcast. I'm brought to you today with my three bestest friends in the world. What up, Ethan? Yo, 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 what's up? Jerry, hey. and last but always never least, Zach. Hey, Jonah, what's up? Oh, not much, buddy. Not much at all. So thank you all for joining us. I have a very special topic. We're going to fly through this one today, get everybody back back in bed uh, pretty early. So this one's actually pretty cool, and it will relate to at least us here. Uh, we all live in the Pittsburgh area, correct? Yes, we do. See, uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you. So this one, uh, you may have heard of it. I'm willing to bet probably not. But we'll see. Uh, have any of you guys ever heard of Lobster Boy? I've Boy. never heard of that. It sounds well, like a mythical me... creature. It is not. It's factual. Uh, and let me tell mm. you, it is a treat. So, mm. Lobster mm. Boy was born as Grady Stills Jr. And he would go on to become the character known as Lobster Boy. So, as I mentioned, he was born in Pittsburgh. In the year 1937, he was, at the time, the latest in a long lineage of what were deemed the lobster men. And I know this is an audio podcast, but I'm using air quotes, lobster men. But they happen to be carnival sideshows. And can anybody guess why they called them lobster men? Their fingers. They only have two fingers on their hand. They look like claws. Bingo! Yes! Ding, 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 ding! <laughs> exactly. So they they uh, they had a genetic birth defect. Uh, it was known as ectrodactyl, and basically it fused their fingers together. So oh. they would it would look oh, like wow. they had two massive fingers that looked like lobster claws. Hence the nickname Lobster Boy, or in this case, uh, the carnival show Lobster Men. It's like the people on Star Trek, right? Yeah, yeah, Spock. Spock. I, now that you say that, I encourage everybody to go out there and Google this term. I see where you're going with the Spock and his famous hand sign. It does not look like that. It literally looks like a lobster claw. Really? Yes. On people. Sidebar. Hmm. Imagine, you know, putting on your pants, buttoning a shirt with lobster claws. How hard would that be? Oh, I see it. Jeez. I just put it. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that, that would be very difficult. It yeah, looks it would like, be. It looks like he's missing his like um, middle three fingers and just has a pinky and a thumb. Yeah, it's like, it's like that far apart. Really? Yeah, it's, it's literally. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, that's I highly recommend everybody Google it. Thank you, Ethan, for getting the excitement out there. But yeah, it's the placement of the fingers are where your thumb and pinky are. They're just like it looks like your ring finger and your pointer finger were fused to your thumb and pinky finger. So you have like they're that far apart. It's it's really weird, wow. but apparently it's a genetic defect. Oh. Uh, lo- used to be a lot more common. Um, even though this was only in the 30s than it is today, medicine has, has advanced to a point where they can can fix that. I really get into a lot of research on the cure for it. But these guys, specifically Grady Stills Jr., had lobster claws for hands. So as I mentioned, Stills' case was very severe. 
in addition to his hands, he also experienced this genetic defect in his feet. Whoa. So, mm-hmm. Get a lot for you. <laughs> no, 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 not a tail. He just had the same the same defect in his feet or in his hands. It was in his feet. So therefore, the guy could not walk. Um, oh wow! Wow! Yeah. So wow. primarily for a large portion of his life, was he a good swimmer? Uh, <laughs> I wonder if the genetic defect came from some obscure medical practice. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know much about obscure medical practices. I wish there was somewhere I could find out about that, but uh, it, it may have. You know what? I think there's an episode on the Uninformed podcast that you might be able to find really? out. In. Really? And there yeah. is. I guess the only way to know is to scroll through their entire history and, and try <laughs> to find what you're talking about. Yeah, because I'm uninformed. Yeah, I mean, you'll get way more informed scrolling through. A lot of cool episodes out there. Anyway, the guy was in a wheelchair uh, for most of his life. And, you know, people that are in a wheelchair, they tend to have decent upper body strength because they're always wheeling themselves around, wheeling up hills, controlling themselves going down uh, steep grades. Typically, they have decent upper body strength. Uh, But this guy would also pull himself around the floor. Uh, with lobster claws so you know imagine trying to pull yourself with two fingers across the floor Uh, basically it led to him having very very impressive strength uh, over time especially as he grew into an adult Uh, so growing up in the 1930s 40s with these deformities what kind of profession is the logical progression to go into guesses Circus. Yes. Bingo. <laughs> so he went into the carnival world uh, because, again, it's kind of hard to be an accountant when you only have two fingers on a hand. Uh, but so he joins the uh, the circus and uh, he fell in love with another carnival worker. Her name was Maria Teresa. She hmm. had also run away to join the circus at a very young age. So these two meet. They fall in love. They have kids. Very romantic. Very nice story. Uh, and then, boom, things took a turn for the worse. Uh-oh. Any guesses what the worst is? Their kids? Uh, no. He grew uh, normal fingers? No. Something happens to his to Mary Teresa. Teresa. No. The oh. answer is alcohol. Oh, no. he started drinking. <laughs> no, oh, no. Yeah, he started drinking. And keep in mind, this guy's basically pretty jacked because he, you know, pulls himself <laughs> around on the floor all the time. Not a good combo. Oof. So he actually ended up becoming very abusive towards his wife and children, unfortunately. And then this is kind of where the story gets real crazy. So this guy, he had a teenage daughter, and her name was Donna. So Donna fell in love with a very nice young man by all accounts. Uh, But for some reason, uh, Stills did not approve of this guy. So if you guys, you're all men, picture yourself one day married. You have a daughter. She's about to get married to a guy. You don't really like that guy. What do you guys do? Go. Uh, Go beat him up immediately. Find his house. Search him (laughs) down. Lock down the door. Yeah, threaten him. 
I was gonna say sabotage the relationship. But that's one way of doing it too. Yeah, see, it, Ethan took the 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 correct way of doing it, where he doesn't go to jail. Jared yeah. just summoned mm. full bore. But keep in mind, this guy's got lobster claws for hands, so you know, not much he can do. Hey, Jenna, serious question: Does the daughter have lobster hands? No, I do not believe this daughter had lobster hands. I'll get into that a little bit later on, though. But I believe this daughter physically, quote unquote, normal, if you will. But again, I'll I'll kind of get into that lineage towards the end here. So bear with me, Jared. If I don't circle back to that question, remind me and ask me again. Uh, so where we were at, Stills didn't like his future son-in-law. So he did what any rational father-in-law would do. He killed the guy the night before the wedding. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Cold blood. Just, you know. Jesus. Killed, yeah. He killed his daughter's fiance in cold blood the night before the wedding. Oh, my so. God. I get it. Because lobsters are cold-blooded. Nice, man. Oh. <laughs> oh. What a fun. Oh. Jared, you just earned yourself 20 Jonah nickels. Oh, yeah. For that one. Uh, so... Uh, this guy, you know, he went to trial because he killed somebody and he didn't have any remorse for what he did. Uh, no sympathy at all. And, um, they, they were going to send this guy to prison because, you know, he admitted to killing somebody and that's what you do. So they were like, yeah, we're going to send you to jail. And he goes, uh, 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 I don't think so. There aren't any prisons that can accommodate my disability. And the courts Whoa. are like, oh, shoot, you know what? You're right. <laughs> All right. Well, here's here's 15 years probation, and we're going to put you on house arrest for a bit. So the guy returns home. He's on house arrest and probation. Didn't even go to jail. Can you wow. believe that? What? Wow. Dude, they're yeah. killing so what, what, what a pulling a disability card there. Isn't that <laughs> where am I right? Jeez. Literally. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I feel like that's just unjust. That's just not right at all. Yeah, you know, I I agree with you. Keep in mind, this was, by today's standards, long time ago uh, when all this happened in the 80s. So, uh, you know, Rambo had just come out basically. So long time ago. Uh, Anyway, so throughout the whole process, the whole court proceedings process, he uh, he and his wife, they, you know, got divorced, obviously. Uh, she couldn't deal with it. Uh, the guy comes home. He's on house arrest, very lonely. And then he actually convinces his first wife to remarry him again. So Ooh. he remarries wow. the, his first wife again. And I believe they got remarried in 1989. So the guy moves back home. Things are really good for a very short period of time. And then what would you know? The drinking came back and everything mm. got way worse than it was the first time. It and always this time did. way worse, way worse. How could so, it get worse? Why well, he was abusive. I'll get into that, but yeah, things just got worse. He was more abusive, both verbally and physically this time around than he was ever the first time around. Keep in mind, he, he was abusive, but what, took him away from his family was killing his future son-in-law so he came mm. back the beatings got worse 
and now the guy's on house arrest and probation. So I would imagine he's a lot more angry with everything. So the guy comes back home, gets his wife, his first wife to remarry him. They're, uh, they're living together. And like I mentioned, the beatings became worse and the, the, his wife couldn't take it anymore. The wife paid a fellow circus employee who also happened to be their neighbor $1,500 to shoot and kill Gary Styles. <laughs> he hired a hitman? Yeah, a hitman. Like, geez. For $1,500. Who is a neighbor? Jail for this. Oh, yeah. So, th- yeah, they killed this. They, they killed Lobster Boy. Neither one <laughs> of them uh, tried to deny it in court. They were both like, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we did it. We planned it together. Wow. You know, we, they, we were involved. Uh, they both got 43 years uh, in prison. The one for the Jeez. actual murder, the one for the conspiracy theory, or for conspiracy to commit murder. And the, wow. the wife the wife did say she thought that was her only recourse because she said, if I don't do something to kill my husband, he's going to kill all of us. So that was kind of her defense. Uh, the wow. court didn't, didn't take it. So she did jail time. And one of their uh, one of her other children did try to defend the mother as well and say, well, no, she just kind of said that in passing. She said in air quotes, something needs to be done and air quote. And the neighbor took that as, well, I got to kill this guy. So there was a little bit of skepticism there at the end as to how it really played out based on the entirety of the story. I'm much more likely uh, to believe that she was the ma or the uh, wife was involved with the the murder of her husband at that time, uh, but I no one actually really knows whether the wife ordered it, whether the two were in cahoots, or whether she said something in passing that was misconstrued by the second guy who then acted on his own. Needless to say, it ended with two people in jail and Lobster the Boy dead. Uh, and so then you say the lobster was fried. Oh my god! <laughs> That's a tish. You're, you're cold blooded, man. <laughs> oh, where's my Joe Nichols? Jared, get some. I don't get it. <laughs> no, that, that was that was too dark even for me. Oh, I was just waiting for the right time to say it. Hello, TikTok. Since this will be an enemy. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Hello. But Jared, to answer your earlier question, uh, a lot of people in his lineage did suffer from this disorder where they had lobster claws. It's uh, ectrodactyl, so it was a genetic defect. Not everybody uh, was born with this, but there were a lot. And I believe I remember reading that he was a fourth lineage lobster boy. (laughs) <laughs> as they called him. Um, and I know that he did pass that on. I think he had four total children. Uh, he ended up, he was married to two separate women. He married the first wife, married his second wife. And then for his third marriage, he remarried his first wife. Um, so yeah, I think he had four different kids. One of them also was passed on this genetic defect as well. Mm. Uh, but that's the entirety of the story of lobster boys. So kind of short, very crazy, a lot of dramatic stuff happening. 
but I just thought it was very interesting and kind of cool hit home for us here in Pittsburgh. Um, I had never heard of that until I started researching. Yeah, hmm. that's a tragedy. Yeah, that's yeah, a tragedy. That's, yeah, yeah. I mean, we is crazy. We kind of put that's a, a lighthearted spin on everything, but when you really think about it, to be yeah. born with that, to be not yeah. forced, but to have to join the circus to make money. And then alcohol, you know what that does to people who yeah. overindulge in it. It's honestly, it is a very sad story. We don't want to bum yeah. people out here on the uninformed podcast because that's not what we're about. We're about informing, having a good time, making things light. So in light of our jokes on this episode, it really is a sad, sad story. And uh, I do encourage everybody to go out and at least Google lobster claw ectrodactyl disease and see what it looks like very crazy it's gonna blow your mind yeah i wonder if that's the inspiration for the american horror story the evan breen guy with the two like basically the lobster claw hmm. it might be i haven't seen that was that season american four horror story. but i do know aside from this might guy be. a lot of people who were born or suffer from that genetic defect they at that time, 30s, 40s, 50s, the circus carnivals were very big. They travel around the U.S. A lot of those people did join the circus because it was their best way to make money. And a lot of them kind of like the, the fame they would get and enjoyment from people wanting to, to see them and interact with them. Uh, do you know like which like circus company he went to? Because when you said circus, I immediately thought of Barnum and Bailey, Bailey Circus. So I was wondering if he went that company. I was just was curious. I, that's all. I do not know specifically which company that this gentleman went to. Um, however, I did see that a lot of circuses at this time, almost, almost 80, 90 years ago, 70 years ago, they did have people with lobster claws because it, hmm. it was a, an attraction. And once one circus would, find somebody that could do a all of the other circuses wanted somebody that could do a as well so that they mm. would go to their circus too so i don't gotcha. know which, which circus this guy went to but they probably did at some point have somebody with lobster claws hmm. crazy though right yeah, yeah it's pretty crazy. insane yo yo this chick this chick was in prison probably when we were born yeah yeah wow True. i mean we were we're all '90s babies. Now I, I didn't do any research after they went to prison. You know they could have passed away in prison. Keep in mind this guy was born in '37. Who knows when his first wife was born? She could have passed away. I would assume probably by this point she might have. They would be right around the time a couple years before I was born. Maybe about ten years before you guys were born. But yeah, she could have been. Hmm. Yeah, Jonah, do you know? like how common this disease, this affliction is? No, I do not. They, it's a very rare subsection of the population. And I don't know how much you guys have studied history, but back in, in Russia, way before it was ever the Soviet Union, they were ruled by people called czars. The czars, they believed in uh, intact, strong bloodline. So they would inbreed to keep the bloodline intact. The longer and longer you inbreed like that, the more and more genetic defects come to fruition and the more popular they become. Because that's why with dogs, you see a lot of purebreds with the same genetic issues. It's it's good to crossbreed. Same with humans. It's good to match cult or mix cultures 
because you lose the worst parts of the genetics and you, you know, it solidifies the strong parts of your genetics for the most part. When you inbreed, it just brings out the worst part of, of your genetics. It's, it's at this point, it's a very rare disease. However, <laughs> it does seem to be hereditary. So if you have a history of this in your family, mom, dad, grandparent, maybe there's a chance you could get it as well. But I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what uh, the genetic, you know, probability is that you would end up with this. Uh, and it's very different than like a cleft hand where, you know, fing a finger is just kind of like fused together. It's if you again, if you Google the pictures, it's it's very different than that. But obviously a cleft hand would be way more popular. Hey, John, read the comment that Ethan just said. Yeah. Like out loud. The incidence of a cleft hand varies from one to 90,000 to one in 10,000 births, depending on the used classification from our trustworthy site at Wikipedia. Yeah, who knows how true that is, but I would assume it's on the more rare end. Like, one, yeah, I mean, which that is not even that rare, to be honest. No, it's not. But yeah. like, there are there are a ton of babies born with like a cleft lip. You just have a little right. surgery and you know, basically just didn't like form correctly. Yeah, exactly. But imagine your whole hand where you missing <laughs> all your fingers are fused together. Yeah. I, I, again, if you're, you know, if one finger was formed together, it could just be like a, like we said, a, a cleft palate issue that this one is a, an actual disease that has its name. It's I, ectrodactyl disease yeah, that, that's from the the ectrodactyl wikipedia page oh got you yeah like i said i, I really get too much in into that i focus more on on the story but yeah yeah, yeah zach okay. all i would say is you probably don't have to worry about that for you or your future offspring hey i mean i am part crustacean so who knows you mm -hmm. are crap i i am i live in the sea i swim well like michael phelps that explains why you're always salty when i see you well, you've been licking the right parts, I guess. Oh <laughs> yeah, so it's just pretty crazy stuff. I, I found the story very interesting. And like I said earlier, I thought it was cool that that happened here in Pittsburgh, where we're all from. I don't know about you guys, but I do bleed black and gold. So I thought it was very interesting. Thank you all for joining us on another great week of the Uninformed Podcast brought to you by myself jonah and three of my bestest friends and uh make sure you to like subscribe listen comment wherever podcasts are found uh we want to hear from you samsung store you're leading the way apple pick it up apple users get on there send us a dm we have a very special prize waiting for the first DM we get on any of our platforms. So go ahead, shout us out in that DM and just see what we have for you guys. Anyway, thank you for joining us and listening this week. And we will be back next week with another new episode of the Uninformed Podcast. Rock and roll. Peace, Peace out. out.